Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Football Frenzy. Broadcasting live from Studio 34 in Midtown Manhattan. It is the Fantasy Football Frenzy right here on FNTSY Radio. Coming up today on the return program for the next hour, we'll get you caught up with everything you missed since we've been gone. Obviously, I'm Corey Parson, the fantasy executive. Got the same team rocking with me for the 2018 season, the All-In Kid, Jake Seeley, and, of course, Wall Street, Matt Medica. Don't forget, Goon Squad, let's get you on the horns. Also, 844-843-6879. We are rocking, raring, and ready to go. About a couple of weeks from the launch of the 2018 Roto Experts Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. Want to get you excited and pumped up for that. All in, kid. Jake Seeley, here we stand, my man. 94 days until kickoff, and I'm already in good form, ready to rock and roll. What's going on with you, buddy? Yeah, it's uh, nice to be back, and I'll see how long it takes you to notice a change that I might have behind me. All right, so I got to look for that change. Jake is rocking a New York Giant hat over there in the Get Money corner. It is Mr. Wall Street's the high-stake man, Matt Medica. Matt, what's going on, buddy? Oh, it's a good day. The uh, band is back together again. I am not wearing a uh, Saquon Barkley jersey, though. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Matt noticed. <laughs> oh, Matt noticed. Okay, so good. So I got a, a little bit later on in the program, we're going to zoom in and find out what's going on, what's cooking new. Like I said, to kick everything off, what we're going to do today is when we left you all, a lot of things took place. Today we'll get you caught up with some of the things that did take place, get into it and discuss it and break it down and how it's going to help you in fantasy football in 2018. And I want to start with the guy who was the biggest free agent going into the offseason. That was former D.C. football um quarterback Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins goes and gets his big money deal. He is now the quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings. I believe as Jake and Matt both predicted, I was thinking he was going to go someplace else. Cousins goes to a spot where he has a lot of weapons around him now. You got the running game with Dalvin Cook. You got Thielen and Diggs on the outside, not to mention Kyle Rudolph in place. Jake Seeley, Kirk Cousins, he goes, he gets his big contract. He gets his high-powered offense. How are you looking at Cousins as we go into the season? Yeah, pretty much what Cousins has always been. I mean, you can say Kirk Cousins has been an over-aggressive passer. If you're breaking out Kirk Cousins from the real quarterback perspective, we talked about this before. I said I understood why the Redskins didn't want to invest in him long-term. And it was like, do we really want this guy to be our quarterback, our franchise quarterback for the next six, seven years? Because he's an aggressive passer. He ignores wide-open people over the middle of the field and takes the more aggressive throw, even if they're double-covered. That all being said, for fantasy purposes, that's great for us because he's taking the more aggressive throws. He's putting up more aggressive yards. He's putting up the touchdowns despite some interceptions. He's actually not too dissimilar from Philip Rivers. So if you're talking about real life versus fantasy, that's one of the this you know this one of the disconnects between the two. Fantasy wise, he goes into even a better situation. He's got a top ten talent running back, whether or not he's 100. percent He's got two of the best wide receiver. Co- he's got basically probably a top five, at least top ten wide receiver combination in the NFL. So Kirk Cousins should just continue to put up numbers, if not a slight boost. Kirk Cousins, Matt Medica, that's your guy. He goes to the team that you said he would in the Minnesota Vikings. You like that fit. You like the situation. Let's talk about Cousins. And also, I throw this to you, then Jake, and hop in on it. What do you think? uh, Stephon Diggs or Adam Thielen? Uh, See, I I think uh, a healthy Diggs, that's the question. My love for uh, Diggs is unbridled. I'm very bullish on Cousins. I don't see how you can't be. Uh, As we mentioned, Diggs and Thielen, that's a dynamic duo right there. But the other thing he has, and we've seen him use it in Washington, is he's got Red Zone Rudolph. I mean, he's got a tight end that can produce at a high level. And you got Cook coming back. I'm, I'm a lot higher than I thought I would be. I, I thought I'd be scared off of Cook. I'm really not right now. Yeah. I mean, I'm still going to listen to what's going on and everything, you know, because he is coming back from a significant injury. 
But even if Cook, you know, is delayed a, a, a game or two, if that was to happen, Matt Murray proved last year he, he could step in. Matt, when it comes to Kirk Cousins, you play in leagues that avoid six points for touchdown mm-hmm. passes. Will you be having exposure to one Mr. Kirk Cousins in his new home this year? Yeah, no, he's a guy that I think he's a top 10 quarterback. If not, I can't see how he's outside the top 12. I know we got some really good quarterbacks, and there's a lot of love that a lot of people, you know, Jimmy G's like everybody wants him. Gucci Garoppolo. Yeah, Gucci Garoppolo, Jimmy Jesus. You you got some guys that are going to be there, but I I don't know. I just, it's a perfect situation. The one hesitant I always have, and it it was a point you hit home last year with, is he's going to a different team, got a new offensive scheme around him and all that. But I think it's the perfect storm. All right, here we go. Another players that other players that were uh, made the moves in free agency. Obviously, we had some big name wide receivers change teams this year. More than likely, more than likely, I'm talking about Allen Robinson and one Sammy Watkins. Those are the two guys that you're really going to be looking at. Some other guys changed play teams. We'll get into those dudes a little bit later on in the program. But I want to finish fixing uh, Jake on Robinson. And Sammy Watkins. Right now, Allen Robinson, member of the Chicago Bears. I seen in some early drafts going on like that four or five turn. You can get Sammy Watkins a little bit later on, somewhere on in the in the middle of the six. I've seen even on that six seven turn, he joins the Kansas City Chiefs. Robinson goes to an interesting situation in Chicago. Start with Robinson, Jake. Robinson's a player I'm going to be in on this year. Yeah, why not? He's top twenty wide receiver. The talent's been there. Look, the fact is, look at what he did with Blake Bortles. If you think that Birch Trubisky is that much worse than Blake Bortles, hey, I don't think you could have much argument that he's at least on the same page. The fact, the talent-wise, he actually has a higher ceiling. So he's going to be his number one. He, as long as he's healthy, as long as he's got some time to play together, which we're looking like we're going to have here in OTAs and preseason and training camp and all that type of stuff. Right in. Allen Robinson's talent is terrific. Mitch Trubisky's talent and ceiling is terrific. So Allen Robinson's talent with the Bears is a great landing spot, especially because if you talk about it, talk about part of the reasons that Allen Robinson put up the numbers he did with Blake Bortles actually was passing for decent numbers. There's another disconnect between real life and fantasy. But that all being said is Allen Robinson is going to get a target share in this offense around 25% probably. Anytime you have a target share that high, it's very hard not to be productive in fantasy just because you're seeing so much volume every single game. So Allen Robinson is top 20. He honestly could knock on that wide receiver one door again this year. Allen Robinson's a player that I'm going to be on, and I think Jake is correct in that knocking on that door. Matt Medica, your man, Sammy Watkins, the guy you keep going back to. He's now a member of the Kansas City Chiefs. He joins that big, powerful, should-be passing game. Tyree Kill on one side. Watkins in the on the other side, not to mention the fact we got our man Travis Kelsey in the middle, Kareem Hunt in the backfield. But it's a new head coach. I mean, meanwhile, you got the same head coach in Andy Reid, and you got a new court well, not a new quarterback, but a second year quarterback who's going to get an opportunity to start in Pat Mahomes. My thing is slow down on Pat Mahomes, but what do you think about Watkins? I'll throw a butt in there. The butt was last year. He got traded out of Buffalo to Los Angeles in what? Uh August, was it? Yeah, right. he, he arrived there late. That that was another mark against him. He was kind of used as a decoy, going deep a lot in that offense. That really isn't a deep throwing offense. Uh, I mean, I don't think that's Goff's specialty. But we saw what a weapon he was in the red zone. I mean, he's uncoverable on a slant. You know, five ten yards in. They really, unless you're going to hold him, he's going to be. He's going to get open. What I do like this year, and this is in the National Football uh, Championship, the NFFC, which is a PPR league where you pay to play, his ADP right now in 14 draft champions, those are draft and hold leagues, so there's no pickups. So just going to look at this data that I'm looking at now, he's 72nd uh, ADP. That's what, a sixth-round pick? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm all in on that. Yeah, I'm not paying a third. I'm not paying a fourth. So a sixth-round pick, but an offense, I think, you know, you're putting a lot of trust in Mahomes. Yeah. But this kid is going to get – it's – it's his gig. He's driving the bus now. There's nobody uh, behind him. So, you know, it's ride or die. Jake, I'm willing to go back in on Sammy Watkins, especially in that six-round range. What do you think is the pecking order in, for the offense for Andy Reid's Kansas City Chiefs? 
Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins. That's just what it is. Mm-hmm. It's always tra- Travis Kelsey's always going to be first on this team. And even if you look at last year, Tyreek Hill didn't even have a 20% target share. Actually, Tyreek Hill is being overdrafted. You talk about the fact that they're bringing in Sammy Watkins and people are going to jump on Tyreek Hill as a wide receiver one when he, I think it was an 18%, 19% target share. Guess what? That's going down with the addition of Sammy Watkins. The fact is, the only person I'm really buying into here is Travis Kelsey. Maybe... I don't know. Sammy Watkins in the seventh, maybe in the sixth. I'm just, I'm not going to do it just because the Mahomes hype is overblown. Tyreek Hill is going way too high for what happened last year and this year, as I just mentioned with the target share. And then Sammy Watkins, like, I feel like Matt would jump in front of a bus for Sammy Watkins. <laughs> I would. <laughs> well, at least he's honest with you. Yeah. No, Matt, no, you no, want look, to rebut to that. Go ahead. But, like, you know, honestly, we, we got to look at last year when he arrived at a new team. I mean, the Bills should have never traded him, in my opinion. I stand by that. Because I'm a Bills fan, or that I'm a big Sammy Watkins fan. I just think a guy like with this kind of talent. I remember last season, who's the guy the Giants just uh, cut and he signed with Seattle? Brandon Marshall. Brandon Marshall. Brandon Marshall was a sixth round pick that everybody loved. Dante Moncrief was a sixth round pick. Those guys did not uh, translate. But this is a guy who's in his prime, so, uh, an uber talent, in my opinion, if given the opportunity. And you got Tariq Hill. Who, as Jake said correctly, what did he get? Like just over 100 targets? But he caught like 70% of those passes. And, you know, as much as we, Andy Reid will drive us crazy for like a month stretch, he is a good offensive coach. And I think they're going to put the points on the board. Yeah, he just got to get out his own way. Don't, 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 uh, don't. He gets like sleepy one month a year. Yeah, he just dozes off. <laughs> All right, so we're off rocking and rolling. We're off to a good start. The telephone lines are open. You want to get in. You got keeper questions. You got general strategy questions. We got a lot. This is welcome back week. So we're going to spend a lot of time getting you caught up on what's happened. Getting you caught up on the NFL draft. Not the age. What's going on, baby? <laughs> She's happy that we're back, too. Lord. Good luck. Everybody's happy. Everybody's happy. She wore a special outfit today, so that's what's up. All right, so listen. So check it. This is what we got. 844-843-6879. Now, um, if we can have the all-in kid come back up on the camera, I want to go and I want to investigate the all-in background. So I see we still got Mark Bavaro. See, we got David Wright up there, and one thing we do know about David Wright, he has he is throwing a baseball again. He hasn't done that in two years. He hasn't Best thrown rafters. He's Hall of Fame. <laughs> he hasn't thrown a baseball. <laughs> Last time David Luck, uh, David Wright threw a baseball, Andrew Luck was playing. <laughs> 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 so there goes that. And I see we still got the Star Wars thing. I see the the championship belts R two D two, and that looks like in the upper left hand corner is that the New York Giants Saquon Barkley jersey. And there's the color rush Saquon Barkley jersey up there as the New York Giants. Yes, it is. There you go. Saquon Barkley. That's that's a nice piece. Eli Manning came down. Eli Manning's still playing. He's not in the rafters anymore. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I'm putting Barkley already in the rafters. He's 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 going to end up there anyway. Barkley in the rafters. I saw my first Barkley jersey maybe about a week and a half ago. I was walking down Linux Avenue. Teenage boy had on a Saquon Barkley jersey. So the hype is real. Speaking of the hype on Saquon Barkley, I did an MFL 10 uh, yesterday because I was bored before the basketball game. I was like, I got to hop in an MFL 10 just to see what the latest uh, ADPs were before the show started. I had the fifth pick. So my thinking with the fifth pick, I'm going to get my man, downtown Antonio Brown, AB. I started draft with AB. Now, listen, we got a lot of strategy to talk about this year because you start a draft with AB, your running back is going to be not a, not a, it may not be an RB1 when you get to round two. So, First pick of the draft goes is Todd Gurley, then Le'Veon Bell goes, then David Johnson goes, and then the curveball. Saquon Barkley goes fourth. Saquon Barkley goes fourth. I jump on Ezekiel Elliott at five. I think the hype for Barkley is going to be real. I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing Barkley go in the top three. That's how hype, That's how much hype it is for this kid, Matt. Mm, I, you know, I think maybe in the New York circles, I have a hard time that top three is – even top four, I mean, even like with Zeke, I, I still have a hard time, but I see it where you can make the argument with the pass catching. If you really think, you know, he's going to be Mr. Everything, which I agree to, uh, to that philosophy. I think he is the fifth back off the board for me, and that's pretty crazy for me to say that with Kamara and Hunt. I can't believe people are putting Saquon Barkley over Kamara and Hunt. Dudes that we've son- seen done it. But, uh, seen hey, do hold it. on one second. We're saying that we've seen them do it. But look, they were both rookies last year. No doubt. So, I mean, that's, that's the counter-argument I'll give. I agree. It's crazy. And maybe if I got, you know, $1,500 on the line, maybe I, I don't right now. But, you know, 
Money talks, you know what they say. <laughs> safe options that we can trust in Kamara and Hunt in offenses we know. The New York Giants averaged 13 points a game last year, and they still got to get the football to Odell Beckham, Jake. It doesn't matter. You look at what the backfield has done. The backfield, he's going to get 80, 90% of the backfield. You're really going to say that you wouldn't go back and take Ezekiel Elliott with the top five pick when he came out? Oh, or you want to take, yeah. okay, I'll just say, you want to take Todd Gurley in the first round, his year that came out despite missing at the beginning of the season? You can go back every single year. You want to take all these guys, all these rookies that performed as well as they do. Saquon Barkley is the real deal, and that's what we're saying. That's what everybody's arguing for, just like Matt just said with Kareem Hunt and Kamara and all the rest. And we argued that they are who they are as rookies and the fact is he comes in there and gets 80 90 percent of that backfield that backfield still put up 1400 yards so you know even if you give him only 80 percent of that you're talking about 1200 yards should be more efficient in doing so because the offensive line is improved he's a better talent than anything they were throwing together in that backfield back there so getting 13 1400 on his own with around eight touchdowns yeah and if you want to take him as a top three I wouldn't do it. I actually have him the number five and number six in PPR behind Kamara and non-PPR in front of him. Uh, but the fact is, if you want to make the argument, you want to take him at three because you don't like Zeke as much in PPR. You're worried about David Johnson's injury or anything like that. I'm not going to call you crazy for doing it. It's just the fact of where he's there. Again, you go back to Ezekiel Elliott, said he was top five pick that year. and People said we were crazy for doing that. I'm not going to call you crazy for doing it either. What I will call you crazy for is not getting on the telephone numbers, getting on the telephone right now, 844-843-6879. It's a glorious day. It's we're in New York City. It's Manhattan. It's June. It's not as sunny today, so the co-ed's not really out. They stayed inside for lunch, but I'm having a good time talking fantasy wow, football. this is a deep Wu-Tang pull. tonight. <laughs> Fantasy Football Friends, the FNTSY Radio, 844-843-6879. Join the family at Modell Sporting Goods. Visit your nearest Modells and sign up for our MVP rewards program to receive insider deals all year round. Earn points on every purchase when you use your MVP card to earn Modell's cash back. It's our way of thanking you for being a loyal customer. Upon signing up, receive 10% off your purchase and 15% off your next purchase. It's that simple. Plus, new MVPs this month are eligible to win a $500 Modell's gift card. When you got to play more and pay less, you got to go to Mo's. <laughs> Inside Studio 34, Fantasy Football Frenzy on FNTSY Radio. You can let it, you can let it breathe a little bit, Bavona, you know what I'm saying? And out to my man Chris Bavona downstairs in the Fantasy Pit of Misery. Yes. 844-843-6879. I want to talk about um, Alan Hearns, Jimmy Graham. Um, ask the boys about them coming up in a few seconds. Before we head out to my man Steven in Massachusetts, we're going to break the seal on him. He'll be our first caller. You need to get on the lines, too. 844-843-6879. Oh, uh, we was talking about, what was that, Barkley going to the break, Matt, and you was getting ready to pop in? Yeah, no, Barkley going to the break. I mean, I like like Jake said, it's just, I'm a person that, you know, looks for the for the player that's going to score the most points. I don't care if it's running back, receiver and stuff. But, I mean, everything is his. I, I don't see how, and you got Odell, you got Shepard, you got Ingram. There's so many weapons around him, too. He's not, like, coming into a, a desolate offense. And also a shout-out to... Uh, Shout out to Rotoware, the classic Rotoware, the uh, Saquon in the Atari uh, writing. I like that. That's a sweet shirt. You know what? The the, the the banging Rotoware joint I saw, it had the, it had LeBron James like this with the <laughs> NBA logo with the NBA logo behind him, and it said J R W T F. Good job, good like job. It. I, I, I think he missed out on that one. I got to say, you get a lot of credit for how good he does. Actually, you saw James Paxton threw out a shout-out for yeah. a no-no one that he did. I think he missed it. He, he should have said today, Junior. That's the one, <laughs> That's the one, one. he should have. Yeah, I think he kind of. I think that would have been a little bit better. I mean, he's doing a fantastic job. Shout-out to my man, Kenneth Cashman, and uh, the Roto-Ware uh, Roto crew. I hope they don't get mad at me for doing that, but whatever. Figure it out. 844 843 6879. I'll take a Saquon one and rock it on the show. There you go. Openly. Just you're not supposed to do that. You know that's against the rules, but figure it out. We'll have some conversations with somebody. 
Uh, Steven is in Massachusetts. Steven, what's going on, my man? Hey, what's up, buddy? How and, you doing? Hey, Doug, much. Glad to have you back. How's everything? Uh, it's good. I wish I could say that the weather was all right, but it's, uh, you know, rainy times right now. All right. So what we got? But, How can we help you? All right. So I have a couple of questions because I, I, uh, I listened to you guys already talk about a player I was going to mention about, and it was Sammy Watkins. So I was going to ask you, who do you think is going to be uh, like a better rebound candidate in fantasy, Sammy Watkins or Brandon Cooks? Because Brandon Cooks, I know last year, I think he went in the first round because of the Edelman injury. And I, rem- I remember uh, he didn't really do all that great in the offense because Brady was just like passing to like different receivers and it was up and down. So I just wanted to know which one you think would be better. And I had a defensive question. Which one? Which defense do you think would be like a, a bargain defense like a, uh, where the Jaguars went? Because I know the Jaguars, it was a steal at where they were going. So I just like, do you think that would be like the Rams or maybe like the Chargers if they're around that area? Uh, where uh, the Jaguars went. I'll be getting real deep on June 4th with the Balkan <laughs> defense. I'll let you know that right up front, Steve. I'm not I'm just getting my feet I wet. I got a defensive <laughs> comment that I can give you. I gotta, I'm just getting my feet wet. Let's go around the room right quick on, on right quick, excuse me, on Cook or Watkins. I'm going to go with Cooks. I think he's going into a situation where the offense is more defined, the roles are more will be more defined. We like Robert Woods and, 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 and some guys and stuff like that. And obviously, Todd Gurley's the piece, but I don't think Cooks is ever going to be a guy that's going to be out of the mix altogether. I think Sammy Watkins will be a player and a nice piece with the Chiefs. But the thing with Sammy Watkins is I'm not sure what Pat Mahomes is going to be yet. What do you think, Jake? No, uh, so between the two, if you had to tell me one who has a better opportunity, it's Sammy Watkins because at least Sammy Watkins could become the number one. We don't know. That's the point is we don't know what Mahomes is going to do. If Mahomes has a connection with him and doesn't like Tyreek Hill as much, doesn't like the way that he fits his game and what he's looking for, Tyreek Hill could fall to number number three on this depth chart in targets and share. We already mentioned last year, as I said before, he was only at 19%. That could fall even further behind. So Sammy Watkins has the potential. The problem with Brandon Cook is you mentioned you still have Robert Woods, you still have Cooper Cup, who Cooper Cup was actually ranked really highly in red zone targets last year. But the other fact is the Brandon Cooks issue is the issue I had for Robert Woods before they traded for Brandon Cooks because the Brandon Cooks issue is he faces seven top 12 corners this year. He has the worst by far strength of opponent where you look at who he's matched up corner wise. I want nothing to do with Brandon Cooks this year. And that's pretty much what Sammy had last year. He he had a he didn't have that uh, easy schedule with with the cornerbacks, and I don't think Goff's strength is the deep ball. But here's the key question: I'm just looking at the data. I'm looking at is Cooks is going 38th, Sammy Watkins is going 72nd. Yeah, and to find out, you know, what's the better option there? I mean, if I can get Allen Robinson in the middle of the fourth round. After 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 Brandon Cooks, I, just I, mean, think, I, I think Brandon Cooks is a better player. It's it's not even about being the better player. Is it's a is Goff going to get him the ball enough? That's the like Jake stated. He's got a really tough you know schedule ahead. I'm not saying I don't like Brandon Cooks. I'm not crazy about the price when you still when you got the emergence of Robert Woods. Cooper Cup's not going anywhere. What do you get like uh, two dozen red zone targets or something last year? Yeah, that's. That's his guy. All right, all right, all right, cool. Y'all got the right match. You got the defense comment that I'm going to head back oh, to yes, the phone. Oh, yes, yes, real quick. Uh, in the auction I did last week, the uh, test auction we did for yeah. the NFC, I think the Jaguar defense went for like seven, $8. That's, that's, that's horrible. That's, <laughs> yeah, you know, to go back to his question, though, like, nobody's going to be the Jaguars. That, that's not going to happen. You're not going to find a Jaguars that's going to be the number one defense this year because the talent, the fact was, if people were smart and looking at the Jaguars defense, they were already taking them as a defense one last year. I know we were talking about it. I was doing it myself. The Chargers, he mentioned, that's an interesting unit. They definitely have talent up and down that roster. The Saints have become a lot more interesting. Those are teams to look at, but there's not anybody, there's not going to be one out there where you're like, oh my God, this is the number one defense I can lock in every single week. Because unless it turns into a turnover fest like the Eagles, which the Eagles are not actually a good real life defense for the past couple of seasons, just great in fantasy, you're not going to get a Jaguars just as a late round pick. A four four eight. A late. Late defense. Pick, All right, sorry. thanks a lot, Steve. Eight four four eight four six eight seven nine. Let's head back out to the phone and let's go to Charles in Canada. Now, normally when we bring in Marty from Canada, we st- we stand and we sing "Oh Canada." I don't know Charles, so I'm not going to stand and sing "Oh Canada" for <laughs> Charles. So, Charles, uh, good afternoon, sir. Good evening. Good afternoon. Welcome to the program. 
That's okay. Bonjour. <laughs> bon- bonjour. Now let me ask you this, now, Charles. Are you uh, are you listening to the fantasy football frenzy last year? I did. And I you, got started last year with you guys, yeah. And you won your championship. We're in a new time slot this year at 1 p.m. Eastern time. Still still coming. We're still the lead into the BFFs. The BFFs are the rock stars. We are the opening yeah, act for the, yeah. B, for the BFFs. I've watched both shows, and I generally don't catch them live. I usually watch like a replay, but I do enjoy them, and I'll continue to follow you guys this season for sure. Cool. What we got, Charles? All right, we're talking uh, new p- people in new places. Amendola in Miami is that uh, is that a good move for him? And could uh, Miami actually be legit this year? Yeah, no, Miami's probably going to be one of the worst teams in the league this year. But what I will tell you, in my opinion, about Danny Amendola in Miami, I think he can soak up a lot of those targets that Jarvis Landry leaves behind until he gets hurt. But where he's going, he's going for a song. So I don't mind taking a later round flyer on Amendola. You're going to have something through some weeks. If he's healthy, I can even see him being in your lineup throughout the bye weeks. What do you think, Jay? Yeah. No. No? <laughs> no, he's never he's never going to enter my lineup. You know why? It's because they signed Albert Wilson first, who's the same thing. They oh. signed a redundancy at the slot receiver position just to replace Jarvis Landry. And the fact is, it's still Devontae Parker and Kenny Stills at the top. So Devontae Parker and Kenny, Kenny Stills suck. No, no, time out. No. I, I like Don't Kenny you Stills. disrespect Kenny Stills. Yeah, Kenny Stills has been by far their, bit, like their second Excuse best me. receiver after Landry. He's been far outplaying Devontae Parker. And what I've been saying this entire time is, go ahead and take Devontae Parker in the fifth and sixth round. I'm going to laugh and continue to take the best receiver for the Dolphins in the ninth and the tenth as everybody is just continues to jump on the Parker love. The guy has all the talent in the world, but let's put it on the field first. The only hope for Amendola is, as you said, if he stays healthy for one, and then two, if Devontae Parker can bombs out for another year in a row, and it's only Amendola and Stills at the top. But like I said, to go back to it, he's going to be battling Albert Wilson for slot snaps all year long while he is healthy. Yeah, yeah I like Stills. I, I mean, I, especially... I can dig he, Stills. I'm not, I'm Stills not going to me on Albert Wilson. Skills? Oh, uh, Skills. Stills. Stills, is Stills going, got the skills. He's going side-by-side side with Alan Hearns, 134, 137. I mean, I, I think Stills has shown us the past couple of seasons that he's the guy in Miami. I mean, Parker, to me, just reminds you, like, last year, Dante Moncrief, everybody, you know, it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Um, it, oh, it's it, not gonna happen, son. It may never happen. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's not gonna happen. Got a good feeling. It's not gonna happen for Devontae Parker. You fooled me twice. You're not gonna fool me a third time, Devontae. Telephone just twice. Line. Huh? Just twice. Just twice. He got me. Just got like, me like twice. Seven times by now. Yeah. yeah well, it's. It, I, I think it's a couple years. I took off. I was back <laughs> on last year, and then I took, and then I left again. Speaking Devontae of Devontae Parker, or Kevin White. Devontae Parker. Oh, Kevin White. I only. I only got in on Kevin White once, and that. I, Kevin White should just leave the NFL and just forget about it and drive his Lamborghini and leave us fantasy players alone. Speaking of the Dolphins, they all let Jarvis Landry walk. JL Landry signs a big uh, contract with the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland got some pieces in place. They got uh, they got they got Nick Chubb in the draft. They brought in Carlos Hyde. They still got DJJ. They got uh, Broadway Baker. Well, he's not Broadway Baker. He's like Braddock Heights Baker now. <laughs> <laughs> something like something like that. They got Baker Mayfield in the mix. And obviously, right now, Josh Gordon is supposed to be clean and ready to rock and roll. Jarvis Landry, Corey Coleman, David Njoku, they got pieces, uh, Matt. They got pieces. What do you think about Jarvis Landry for 2018? I think if I have a rookie quarterback who's going to be under center, if, if they did go with, um, with Mayfield, even if it's Tigard to start, I, I, I like Landry here. I, I think this is what this team kind of needs. You're going to have Josh Gordon, if he stays, you know, on the up and up, which hopefully does happen. I mean, I, I do kind of feel bad for Corey Coleman. I think Corey Coleman does have some kind of talent, but he might be the odd man out, the overlooked yeah. one. But, you, I mean, look, you got to like Landry. Two out of the last three years, 110 receptions or more. I know last year he caught like uh, 112 or so, but he didn't crack 1,000 yards. But still, that's a, that's a lot of points if you're playing in the PPR. I don't see him not catching a ton of balls. Uh, what do you think? Jake, I, two questions for you, Jake. Number one, what do you think of Landry? And number two, who would you rather have in the PPR, Landry or Josh Gordon? Josh Gordon is not even a question for me. Honestly, because the fact is, is Jarvis Landry over his career has been a one-to-one-to-one. It's been perfect. His targets turn into receptions to turn into fantasy points. The targets go up. He gets more. The targets come down. He gets less. It's, it's just almost a perfect number every single year. You can look at his entire career. He is basically, he's as efficient as he always is 
It's just whether or not he's getting the targets. You put him on a team now with Josh Gordon as the number one, with Njoku's taking a next step forward as a tight end, with the backfield of Chubb, Hyde, and then now Duke Johnson, who's Duke Johnson is one of the best, if not the best, pass catching and running back in the NFL. The targets are going to come down. And with the targets coming down, the production is going to come down. That's who Jarvis Landry is. I have no problem with Jarvis Landry as a mid or, or, or wide receiver two in PPR, but he's even lower as he's always been in non-PPR, and he's not near the wide receiver one, which he had been for the past couple seasons, because it's just the fact that the volume is going to come back down, whether it is Tyrod or Baker Mayfield, because Tyrod's not throwing for 4,000 yards and 30 touchdowns. He, that's just not who he is. So the fact is, Josh Gordon is the number one, and that's why I'm going to take Josh Gordon every single time, and even in PPR. Uh, Jarvis Landry, I like. It's just, I, think we're, I think we're looking at a significant drop-off from Landry. Well, I mean, if, if it's between Josh Gordon and Jarvis Landry, I'll take Josh Gordon. AG. But... The interesting thing is, is the backfield here. I think the back that I'll own from this Nothing team the most. Nothing you can do with the backfield. Is, is uh, Duke Johnson. Why? Uh, I think Duke Johnson's going to – he's a guy that produces. He's going to catch – we're talking PPR here. He's going to catch the passes. And the problem is, I love Carlos Hyde. I love him. You do. But it, what, Not him either. Who's, who, how is he going to split up? I, Are so they this, going this is, this is my thing right here. This is what I'll say. Don't get me wrong. I think I love Duke Johnson. I think he's a fantastic football player, and I wanted the championship team that I had last year had DJJ on it. But my thing with Duke Johnson was this. Deshaun Kaiser was so inept and so unready to play the quarterback position, it was just check, baby, check, baby, one, two, get the ball to Duke Johnson so I don't get killed. This year was a more competent pass uh, thrower in, in the game with weapons like Landry and Josh Gordon. I think Duke Johnson could get uh, – to get us, us not phased out, but I think he could see a significant dip in targets. What do you think, Jake? Now, see, this is why you draft early. All the Nick Chubb. And because there's already a beat reporter already came out and said that Nick Chubb is going to lead this backfield. This, I'm going to draw the same parallel I did three weeks ago. I'm going to continue the same is the fact when people said, well, what about Dalvin Cook? They signed all that money on Latavius Murray. They didn't just do that for nothing. Yeah, they did it because they did it at the time, assuring what they had going to the future before the draft rolled around. They signed Carlos Hyde, the Browns being the same situation as the Vikings signing Latavius Murray to make sure that they were prepared. They have a talent fall to them in the draft that you can't pass up, and the talent is better than anything that they have. Nick Chubb was on the Todd Gurley path before he blew out his knee in the college game, and he's close to 90-95% of that player that he used to be, which means he's still one of the top five running backs in this draft class. This is Nick Chubb's backfield. It may take a little bit more than it did for Delvin Cook, and he might split a little bit more, especially with Carlos Hyde to start the season. But you talk about drafting early. I want Nick Chubb in those mid rounds where he's going for basically nothing. We talk about somebody who has RB2 potential. And the fact is, Duke Johnson is what he has always been. His PPR. It's solid RB3. If you went wide receiver heavy, like three or four in the first five rounds, he could be your number two. Duke Johnson's not going to get completely blown aside, no matter if it's Chubb or Hyde. Well, I mean, if you go back to the head coach and his scheme in the past, where he's had that two running back thing, he, he, you know, he had, uh, he he had, had Gio them, Bernard in, and, uh, and Jeremy, and Hill. Hill. Jeremy Hill. So, I mean, he's had that in the past. I, I'm not arguing with Jake about the, about the Chubb thing. It's just... You have hard, I mean, Hyde is much better than Latavius Murray was prior to that. And I think it's only got one year where they really own the money there. So they could push him out, which would be unfortunate because I do think Carlos Hyde is a hell of a player. And he's got to prove that when he's gotten the opportunity. But I think that Duke Johnson has a role, regardless of who is going to be the main guy between Chubb or Hyde. So I don't think, I don't think he's going anywhere if you're playing PPR. I, I, I want to own some uh, Duke Johnson. You know, I got an idea. And, and, and that was a very uh, riveting breakdown by the three of us. Telephone lines are still open, too. I know this is all did good stuff. Just, we got, did, this, you, did you just self-back, Pat? No, yeah, no, we did. I did. <laughs> we got, because we got, you know, we got plenty of time. We got 94 days to kick off, so, you know, we got to take I, our I've time. Been try, I've been looking at the Cleveland area trying to find out a nickname for Baker Mayfield. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. That, work on that. So, and what I was thinking about, right, because I keep looking in this corner, and I want to, when we do a draft on the show, and you want to put a – Matt, can we fit a draft board in this corner? Yeah, probably. If we had, like, the yeah, little you stand. Can just cover up a, a little bit of the screen if you had to, too. Yeah, okay, that's cool, a stand. And then we get a co-ed to come in here and be a draft maid. Oh, what if the people think about that? 
I mean, I'm down for it, but I don't know if that's socially oh, acceptable. Jake might not want. No, what's going on? We, 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 we'll figure it out. <laughs> I'm starting to learn that you can do a little bit more things on the radio than I thought you could. <laughs> Learned that over the uh, past month. We got we got the West Side Market in Cleveland. It could be West Side Mayfield. I like that. Yeah, we got, West Side we Mayfield. Got, well, don't they have the Bay or something over there? Who, who was driving the? Oh, it's there? Lake. No, it's Lake Erie. Lake Erie. There's no, not really much you can that. do with that. Yeah. Yeah. There's not. Cuyahoga River. Cuyahoga <laughs> Mayfield. I don't see it. <laughs> we could do Edgewater. Anything with Edgewater? No, that'd be like a Bridgewater type of yeah. thing. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. We need a we need a Cleveland nickname for Baker Mayfield. Yeah. The only thing you could, I mean, it is downtown. You could say downtown Mayfield. Are you against that that they're on hard knocks? It seems like the team on hard knocks oh, I love, always always underperforms. I love them on hard knocks. I can't wait for the thirty for thirty on Josh Gordon. See how many pills and how much lean he was doing in his hay, in his drug using hay. Glad he's doing better now, though. We only got one more segment left, and they're going to cut us off for the BFFs. 844-843-6879 is a good time to get in. When we come back, we're getting to Jimmy Graham and Alan Hearns. I- Why pay high rake when you can play daily fantasy baseball and pay half the rake on Fantasy Draft? Featuring half the rake GPP and head-to-head contests, exclusive VIP experiences, and the most flexible lineup structures in the game, Fantasy Draft is the only DFS site that puts players first. They're also the only site to offer 6 of 7 PGA scoring, dropping your lowest golfer's score. Register today with the code FNTSY for a free $4 entry into a guaranteed winner contest in the sport of your choice. Fantasy Draft, daily fantasy on a level playing field. Big Pan Pan, mm, cheese talking. Big Pan Pan on BLADs. Big Pippin on the fantasy football frenzy. 2018 debut, 94 days to kick off. 844-843-6879, telephone number to get involved. I'm still mentally working on setting up the draft board and getting the stickers and getting the co-ed to come in there. We're going to do it sometime in the summer. Well, it's, well, obviously, it has to be the summer because if we do it in the fall, then you'd be like, why would you have a draft in the fall? Because the teams have already been uh, – because the season already started. The first game Dude, of the season – pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> thank, thank you, Jake. <laughs> the first game of the season this year is the Falcons and the Eagles, the last two NFC champions. So that's what's up right there. That will be Thursday night. I think it's September 9th is that day. I'm not, I'm not – don't quote me on that. But um, we still got plenty of time till we get to that um, that day. Uh, Jimmy Graham has a new home with the Green Bay Packers. And I tell you what. September 6th. September 6th. Thanks, Jake. And I tell you what, and I'll start with you with this one, Matt. I'm off Jimmy Graham because I don't. Aaron Rodgers does not utilize the tight end. You tell me, well, okay, well, look at Jordy Nelson not there no more. The role Jordy had in the red zone, Jimmy Graham would take that role. And I'm not not so sure about that. Not to mention the fact Aaron Rodgers just run the football in himself. The only Green Bay Packer I want on my fantasy football team this year is Devontae Adams. I will pull Devontae Adams into the first round. If I see Aaron Rodgers sitting in the fifth, I'll do that. Other than that, I'm Packer-free. Oh, yeah, I'm kind of with you with Devontae Adams there. Uh, he's definitely a wide receiver to me. I think I have him sixth or maybe seventh at worst. Uh, there's a lot like that. Jimmy Graham, to me, is time to move on. I mean, if you could get him at a discounted price – Yes, but you're not getting a discounted price from Jimmy Graham. Everybody's going to say Aaron Rodgers is going to throw him another 10 touchdowns. The guy has become a statue at, at this point in his career. So, I mean, he's going to catch some touchdowns, but I think there's just so many. I'd rather take the shot on Jordan Reed. And now watch. Oh, really? Jordan Reed ain't going to play, and if he do play, he's going to leave the game as soon as he get hit one time. Kyle Jordan Rudolph, Reed finally. A, yeah. Go ahead, Matt. I'm mean, just saying, like, Kyle Rudolph versus Jimmy Graham. Who are you taking? To me, it's a no-brainer. Kyle Rudolph. Rudolph. Yeah. I mean, I'm seeing, you know. What do you say, Jay? The fact is, Jimmy, Gra- Jimmy Graham is going ahead of this. All right, let me unpack all of that here. First of all, yeah, break the it Jimmy all down. Graham thing. I understand the Jimmy Graham thing, and I just said somebody yesterday, I was going back and forth with on Twitter, who wants to put him in the conversation with Travis Kelsey and Rob Gronkowski for no. the argument that you're making and talking about the fact that, oh, he sees the floor being 60 yards a game and the, the, the ceiling being 80. And I was like, do you realize the mid-level is 70 and the mid-level is 70 per game is 1,100 yards, if you want to do the math real quick? So uh-huh. you want you know, so all of a sudden, he's going to have 1,100 yards and seven to eight touchdowns with the Packers. Get the hell out of here. The fact happen. is, 
Jimmy Graham can get seven, eight, maybe even get double-digit touchdowns. You look at Richard Rodgers a few years ago, finished as tight end 12, barely a tight end one, on his eight touchdowns and 400-some-odd yards. It just takes the touchdowns. That's where the excitement is coming. The problem is the yards aren't. He's still going to be third. Randall Cobb is going to bounce back. Randall Cobb had a lot of issues he was dealing with last year, too. So you have Adams, you have Cobb, you have whoever ends up being the three, whether it's Jamal Moore or Jerome Allenson from last year. You have a backfield with three running backs, one being Ty Montgomery who might get moved back to wide receiver yeah. or start playing this ty- like this Tavon Austin type of hybrid role where sometimes he's in the backfield, sometimes he's lined up as a wide receiver. So it's not just going to be Jimmy Graham eating up everything Jordy Nelson saw and then some. The problem is the yards. So I see him being, as I could tell you, projections, I have him for about 650 yards and about seven to eight touchdowns. I think it's a fair range. That's top 10. I have Kyle Rudolph definitively in front of him, as Matt just said. Uh, I'll take Jordan <coughs> Reed, though, to his point. When people are drafting Jimmy Graham in the sixth round, and Jordan Reed's going to be sitting there staring me at the face in the 13th and the 14th. I'll take Jordan Reed at that point. Yeah, I just don't. I think, like I said, I think he's a statue. I mean, he's good. He'll catch some touchdown uh-huh. passes and stuff like that. The other pack, one packer I will take a, you know, later on, take a shot on is Aaron Jones. Okay. You know, I, I think it. if he gets that, if he got that role, I'd like to see what he can do. I'm still taking Jamal Williams because he's coming cheaper. I, I, that's the th- that's the thing. Yeah, like, I'll take I whichever mean, one. Sh- if Aaron Jones goes after Jamal Williams, uh, and I, you know me, I, I'm a Jamal that's, Williams fan. That's I'll fair, take whichever then. one's. Go- yeah, I'll but, take who's ever going cheaper. Oh, to the one other thing, as you were saying though, too, Matt, to back you up on the Jordan Reed thing, is he finally addressed and had surgery on that toe? That's the biggest thing. He's been dealing with that for two years now, and the fact is he's addressed it well ahead of time before we even get to training camp and the preseason. So there's your hope. Now, he's still has concussions, all the other issues too, that he's always getting banged up. But at least the foot problem looks to be out of the way. If you can get 13 games out of Jordan Reed, he's going to be a top five tight end. He's not going to get 13 games out of Jordan Reed. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to happen. And something's going to happen to give you that. But I like that foot thing on that. That's interesting. And you can't take a, 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 a late round flyer on him. But my thing is, it's like taking a late round flyer on, on Tyler Eifert. He's going to finish the season on the injured reserve with a bad back. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. Yeah. Just to echo this, Jimmy Graham's got an ADP of 58, and Kyle That's Rudolph has an ADP stupid. of 97. 58, 97. That's just stupid. Yeah. I, I mean, why? Why would you take that? I don't see because the, the name, the name, because the name Jimmy Graham. People think that oh, they, they figure Jimmy Graham and uh, Aaron Rodgers together is going to be some kind of fantasy magic. But they got to look a little bit deeper. But that's why we're here because we <laughs> we dig a little deeper. Hey, downstairs, fantasy pit of misery. Um. Who who wrote this uh in the in the in the chat six minutes ago? <laughs> that would be me. I love it. I love it. So we have a nomination, our first nomination for the Baker Mayfield in Cleveland from Chris Bavona. Cleveland is called a mistake on the lake. His nomin his uh Chris's submission is bake on the lake. What do we think about bake on the lake? Uh, I like it. It's a connotation. It's decent, but it's a connotation that you might get him in trouble for that he doesn't even necessarily get involved with. Bake on the lake because oh, he, he smokes the marijuana. Clam bake. He clam yeah, bake. Oh, yeah, clam bake. You know that's true too. You, you <laughs> they don't clam bake up there. No, that's that's right. Well, <laughs> it's, you know. it's too it's too cold. Mister Bake on the lake. <laughs> Mister Baker on Mister Bake on the lake. Baker on the laker. No, that's not gonna work. Baker on the laker. <laughs> see if he was a jet, like see if he was a jet or a giant, he'd have been Broadway Baker. You feel what I mean? That's easy. That's money right there. But he playing for Cleveland going to be more difficult to figure out with a nickname for Mr. Mayfield. Bake on the Lake is, isn't bad. I'm just it's not. You're not the, the problem is you've got to think of something, too, that would stick NFL-wise. And the problem is the NFL would never – that's just not going to stick in the NFL. Because well, I mean, he got drafted by the Browns, so he could be bad luck, Baker. <laughs> <laughs> bad news, Baker. I hope that don't end up being his name, no, Bad, bad news, news Baker. Bears. There you go. But then bad that means that Baker. they would suck again. Who wants to see the Browns No, 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 suck? because the whole thing about the bad news Bears is that they come around even though they all suck. And This is true. Except for Kelly Leak. I mean, who? who? Kelly Leak. He okay. was the man. Oh, no, he was. All right, so good. So we don't <laughs> like bad news, Baker. If you people in the chat, the Goon Squad, if you got ideas, throw them in there. Um, did we talk about last week? I feel like, well, we, we can talk about it again this week. Um, well, you know what? Let's go back, Matt. Your guy changed teams. Terrell Pryor uh, is a New York Jet now. You going back? I he's mean, going I, for free this year. Yeah, if he's <laughs> free, make the last round or something. I don't understand Robbie Anderson, why he's going so late. Are we are we expecting that he's going to have a uh, suspension? He suspension? shouldn't. He shouldn't. But then again, the NFL investigative branch might take it. Might take that up with him. Um, Quincy Anuma is going to be back this year too. So remember, Anuma was going to be the guy going in. 
So, Look, I mean, a lot of Robbie Anderson did last year. I, I think Robbie Anderson's a I superior agree. player than. Plus, no one was balling too. Though. I'm not saying he's yeah. that good, but I think Robbie Anderson. I think better. I think that's more the issue than anything, man. You got so Robbie Anderson with his issues and the health and all that type of stuff. There's just a lot of questions with this team when it comes down to like. We, there's a good chance that is Darnold week one. So let's let's get that out of the way of understanding like the, the the chemistry of any quarterback before this McCown doesn't really matter. It really comes down to you got him, you got Curse, you got Anunwa who was looking great as Corey said before he got hurt. Yeah, Terrell Pryor. I mean, like there's a multitude of options here to say that anybody's definitively going to be the top targeted wide receiver. I'm with you. I like Anderson a lot. It's just it could shake out so many different ways because of so many different possibilities, whether it's injury, whether it's chemistry, whether it's just performance in general, that I think that's why. I'm not saying he deserves to go as late as he's going. I'm saying that's why I think you're getting the perception of why people aren't more excited about him. Like, I think, put it this way, Matt, if his talent and everything, he looks 100% and the chemistry is there, by August, this is why you draft early, by August he could end up being like a 7th, 8th rounder. Yeah, no, I'm very pro, uh, very pro drafting early. And in my notes, I got one. Oh, Corey, I was laughing before because I thought of one for Baker. Was that? I don't know if I could say it though. Uh, Let it rip. It starts with it starts <laughs> with the B. It starts with the B. Blank deep Baker. Oh boy, I knew where you was going. <laughs> uh, B BDB, like BDN there you go. for a big for big Richard Nick. Well, big, the reason they're on Big Richard Baker. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I no, I wasn't saying that. I said. Yeah, I, I said. I wasn't. I didn't think Jake was going with that. I want to say I didn't. That's unlike Jake. Because I was playing HQ last night, and I was surprised that the guy, because they're doing it during the NBA finals. So last night was two hundred thousand. Wednesday night's going to be three hundred thousand. Like so, there it goes up for yeah. every single game that they play. And he threw it out to the host on this little free game. He's like, yeah, we're about to get balls deep into question three. I was like, no. <laughs> balls deep Baker. Interesting. All right. Um, it's a nomination. I can, I can deal yeah. with that. Uh, well, just just so you know, in, in my notes for Terrell Pryor, I did my notes this morning for sure. Yeah, good job. I wrote one word. What? Wild card. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Wild card. That is interesting. I should have wrote two words. Stay away, but no. I mean, it's free, so. Before we log off on the YouTube side, um, we'd be remiss today if we did not. Um, and if, and if, and if uh, um, Chrissy Bones or uh, Bavona downstairs on the fourth floor, if you can get uh, Bone Thugs and Harmony, uh, the crossroads up. Before we, uh, you know, let me find that on YouTube for me right quick. Before we get out of here today and we think, oh, I like Money Mayfield. I like Money Mayfield just came in from Trey Biggs. Yeah, like Money Mayfield. Too. I'm feeling Money Mayfield. I'm, I, that, right, that right there is the leader in the clubhouse right now. But uh, we would be remiss. Obviously, you sit up here sitting in Studio 34 all last season, and we took it all the way to the end. If you notice, we are, you know, we, obviously everybody knows about uh, Ted Finn Jr., but um, I would uh, be remiss if on this inaugural fantasy football frenzy of 2018, if we didn't give a little special uh, shout-out to Ted Finn, Ted Finn Jr. In the, um, in the fishbowl in the sky, Ted Finn Jr. So um, I don't know if we need to get a new fish to replace Ted Finn. That fish would sit on... on Florio's not going to take care of it. No, well, Florio's not going to take care of it. You're right. Bone, 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 bone. So I want to say a special couple words for the one and only Ted Finn. I mean, we all were champions in, in here in this Studio 34 last year. Jake's a champion. Matt's a champion. Of course, the fantasy executive champion. A lot of members in the Grooms Guard ended up championship seasons also. So I think those championship seasons would have been difficult if we didn't have the spirit of Ted Finn Jr. with us the entire 2017 season. When we brought Ted Finn in here in week, and later in August, we brought Ted Finn in here, me and Nando, at the request of Florio, went and picked up Ted Finn. Florio promised us he would take care of the fish. Never took care of the fish. And then unfortunately, um, after making it through the entire season, which we didn't know if he, he was going to, because those, that, those waters were murky. And then, you know, <laughs> one, one faithful Monday morning, after the weekend, we came in here and found uh, Ted Finn deceased. So we definitely want to light it up. Long live the memory of, of Ted Finn, of Ted Finn Jr. Ted Finn. A little bit for Ted Finn right there. <laughs> All right. Meet you at the crossroads, Ted Finn. Whew, that was emotional. All right. Let's get back to it. We got a couple more minutes left to go in the program. 844-843-6879. Oh, Alan Hearns. Alan Hearns, is the, Alan Hearns is the Cowboys wide receiver I'm going for, Jake. Uh, I'll, 
I'm not going for anybody, but if I'm going for somebody, it'll be Alan Hearns. I think the fact that, you know what I keep saying, the Cowboys want Terrence Williams to be something. They keep insisting on him being something. So, yeah, Alan Hearns, but he's had a problem staying healthy, too. If you have a deeper league and you can just draft and stash, Michael Gallup is definitely, definitely intriguing. But uh, I think it's going to be either an injury or they finally give up on Terrence Williams before he gets in the lineup because he needs some projection. So, yeah, I'm with Alan Hearns because that's the fact is you can get him in the 13th round because the only person being drafted right now on ADP in a 12-team league is Ezekiel Elliott. He's the only Cowboy being drafted right now. There you go right there. Everybody, Goon Squad, about to check out the YouTube stream. We'll be back here tomorrow at 1 p.m. East. uh, Go back and listen to the program uh, watch it again later on. You know what I'm saying. And if you got a, a Broadway Baker uh, idea, a Baker Mayfield nickname, at the at the fantasy exec on Twitter at All In Kids on Twitter at CTMA Ball on Twitter. We holler at the Goon Squad tomorrow. Matt Medica, what do you think about the Dallas Cowboys wide receivers? Uh, Tavon Austin joins that mix. That means nothing. Um, but Alan, uh, Alan Hearns, Cole Beasley, uh, not even fooling with Terrence Williams to be honest. I I, I, I thought the I thought the Bills had a bad. Uh... Wide receiver. <laughs> it's pretty bad. I mean, Alan Hearns, like like Jake said, 13th round. He's the one guy. I know everybody likes to point back to that 10-touchdown uh, season. I think in the other three seasons, he's maybe totaled 11. So, uh, look, I wish Bryce Butler was still on this team, and he was one of those I guys. Agree. Instead of, like, Terrence Williams. I have no faith in Terrence Williams. Beasley, I guess if he takes the role of, say, the Jason Witten role, uh, being that he's retired, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't really see any upside in this thing. Uh, I mean, in a dynasty gallop, yeah, okay, but otherwise, I mean, I, that's why I'm kind of worried about Dak. Why is that? Hey, uh, Corey, his weapons. What's up? Uh, I want to ask you. So, uh, I think we're good on the Cowboys wide receivers thing. To make sure I get this to ask to you before we get out of here, you want to tell me what's up with your boy Antonio Brown? What did AB do now? You didn't see his tweet. What was uh, I, oh what from yesterday? We said if I retired or something. No no no. This is from today. Oh, this okay. is from today at lunchtime. This is it just not in response to anything. It just says pee on me and tell me it's raining. <laughs> I and Antonio Brown. Don't shower. I guess don't knock it to each other. Listen, if that's what you like, Antonio Brown. Uh, pee on me is tell me tell me it's raining. Then he tweets so hard I keep I, I so hard I go I keep pushing. All right, maybe he had a setback in his injury rehab, so hopefully that's not the case. Uh, I don't know what it is. <laughs> he hasn't explained. I've been watching his uh, Instagram stories, and I know he's working hard training, so hopefully that's not what the case is with A.B. or with A.B. Antonio Brown. A.B. 84, the top wide receiver in fantasy football. All right, so cool. we only got a for couple. the past four years. years. But if, exactly. <laughs> the GOAT. <laughs> the GOAT for the past four years is crazy. Antonio Brown is – listen, if somebody goes Antonio Brown at 1-1, one, one, I don't got no beef with that. I, I mean, really don't. And in PPR, I'm taking yeah. fourth. Yeah. Me too. Maybe third. Uh, you maybe over, make the argument. I maybe mean, over David Johnson you, and you, Zeke. You, uh, look, I mean, I don't know. Look, I mean, are we – Todd Gurley, uh, you got to love what he did last year. It, it was a beast. Is he going to repeat that same exact season? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's an interesting if you it's an interesting if you have the top three pick, what you do and where you go. I mean, if I have one, I'm going Love Bell. I'm gonna be honest. And really, even with the holdout, I'm doing the same. Yeah, even I mean, with, even I, with the holdout, one guy last year. I, I don't see why why that changes. They they ran him how many times last year? I mean, it wasn't like they were trying to like uh, maintain his workload or anything like that. They uh, worked him into the ground. No, they did. They 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 did work him in, but they Gurley got worked into the ground point. too. To your point, Corey, this would be the one time where, yeah, I know we've had the debate on this show, and Matt's a lot more in the diversification than I am. We've already said that, and I have no problem with it. We just were a little bit different on that. With the Le'Veon Bell thing, this would be one of those cases where I would make sure I diversify just because if he does the holdout, which can go six games, and it can actually go up to ten to make sure he still gets his free agency next year, that's my only concern. All right, there you go. NC Football Frenzy 2018, program one in the books. It was pretty solid. It's an hour. Maybe we get two hours as we get closer to this kickoff of the season. But right now, we make way for the fantasy best friends forever. (laughs) For the all-in kid, Wall Street, Matt Medica, for everybody on the fourth floor, we out.